What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Decode Podcast. Coming to you live from the Waypoint Cafe here at 65 Ludlow Street in the Lower East Side of Manhattan, New York. I'm your host, Omega Z, a.k.a. Kenneth Cardez, editor-in-chief of the written core content available over at DigitalEraEntertainment.com. Joined by Waypoint Cafe and owner... CL Geek Boy, aka Gino Gaganta, the disembodied hand, over to my right. I've been very sh- tired and stressed. We, we've all been, we're all tired and stressed, but I've been in the news too many times. <laughs> 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 There's a reason why I'm keeping the beard. Because <laughs> the second all this blows over, I'm shaving it, and no one will recognize me. <laughs> it's amazing what happens when you shave. You lose like 10 years. Yeah. Especially with all the grays that are in mine. Dude, you. I'm like trying to like hide them. I'm not nah, ready. I've just, just embraced I'm not, them all. I'm not ready for this grayness in my beard. No, every, all the guys in my family gray early on both sides. By the time I'm like your age, I will have white hair. Period. Damn. <laughs> we are old. Anyway, uh, we got some uh, gaming things to talk about. Uh, a lot of things have happened. We're not going to get to everything that happened in video game news, so we're going to be very selectful. I'll be some quite of the honest with you. Talk about. Well, well, yes, a lot of things have happened. It feels like a lot of nothing has also happened. I know, right? It's just, I, I, I think a lot of it also has to do with the fact that some of these things, I were like, how did no one not see this coming? I saw a really good article about... Esports is dying. No, 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 no. But hear me out. Yes and no, esports is dying. Mm-hmm. Esports is dying because you had a bunch of people who had money to burn throwing their money around, not understanding the thing. Yep. So, in that sense, yes, esports is dying. But as soon as these new RTS games come out, we're going to see the revival. We're going to see the revival. We're seeing the revival with Street Fighter 6. Mm-hmm. Tekken 8. And apparently, I guess, our background image. Yeah. <laughs> the ca- king has returned. The king has returned. The king has returned. Um, <laughs> Counter-Shake 2, man. Wow. Uh, what a difference. We'll talk about more of that in, later in the show. Um, we're probably going to have... CSGO next- is 1.9. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, let's get in. I mean, obviously, you got to try Counter Strike Two recently, um, but I've been playing a lot actually. There's a lot that I've been playing too. So. Um, I got my physical version. I'm actually suspect of this physical version of Metroid Prime. Okay. Um, because I, I look at it and everything looks legitimate, but I look at like the the case it's in. I look at like the the um the insert. Right. And I'm like, this seems a little small for the case. It did. And I'm not sure. It's like, this is from a. I got this from Nintendo, but I'm like, why does this feel like a bootleg case? I, I thought the same thing when I got Metroid Prime Remastered because, like, <laughs> it has that very like generic Samus pose on it. She's just like literally standing there. It's the original box art, and yeah. then you have the inverse box art on the uh, inside. But if you look at it, it. If you look at the actual insert, it doesn't go all the way to the edges of the case. No. And I'm like, it feels bootleg. I wonder if it was just a printing error and they just couldn't, at the time, they couldn't, they didn't want to delay the physical version again. 
Uh, I don't know. Because it would explain why the physical version came out later. Probably. It was probably a printing error. Yeah. I mean, uh, those things happen. Fantastic remaster, though. I want more GameCube games remastered like that. Yeah. Can we just get a Zero GX remastered and slapped onto the Switch? I'll, I'll gladly take that. Um, yeah. Actually, there's a few. Uh, can we get the Donkey Kong games? The, what was it? Uh, Tropical. No, the um, the Bongo one. Oh, the Donkey Bong- Kongo. Yeah, <laughs> remastered. That would be fun. That would be fun. Imagine Eternal Darkness. If if some product that- number three. <laughs> it needs a second chance. No, it doesn't. How about a remaster of Killer Seven? Uh, I like I like Killer Seven being this niche thing that's only fun in that particular era. That's fair. Like. Some games I don't want. I don't want to see like everything brought back from old school. Some games I do because I feel like they would be more successful. I left my phone out there. Yeah. Uh, some games I feel would be really successful remastered, and then some I just like no, just leave it alone. It was good where it's at. Um, Sunshine is one of those games. I love Sunshine remastered or the re-release of Sunshine. Well, because it was just a straight re-release. Yeah, but I know that's apparently everyone's least favorite Mario game. It wasn't my favorite. I had fun with the game. I would like a re-release of the original Luigi's Mansion. I think that's one of those games that should be like thrown on the Switch. Honestly, I think every Nintendo no. game no. ever made should be on the Switch via the way of... No, the there's console. one game that I want. Remember that game that, that used the microphone? It was that RTS game? On the GameCube, it was like the it was the pinball one, right? Yeah, that was like you controlled a group of people, and it was like the actual um the got they actually used the name Nintendo because it actually stands for something in Japanese as mm-hmm. part of the lore. I remember that game. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I like the Nintendo not being a thing where I can have access to every Nintendo game, especially the Switch. Just feels like such a big missed opportunity. Well, the eShop did just close. Yeah, and that's like, that's just sad. It is sad. So, like, what happens now? Like, those games that you bought digitally, do they still work? Yeah, they still work and everything. You just can't, you just can't rebuy games, or if you accidentally delete them or they become corrupted somehow, that's terrible. You're going to have a hard time redownloading them. Now, I said just a hard time redownloading them. Didn't say that it was impossible. <laughs> um, you know video game donkey right yeah did you see his video I did every single every single game man money yeah but and you want to know what he did with those consoles donated them to the video game archive project that's nice so all those games are going to get du- all those ROM files are going to get dumped and preserved for posterity that's good and that's kind of what Needs to happen. Like, it's sad that th- this is the reality of it. Actually, it's even funnier in talking about that. Um, you know, the, the dreaded Wii U bricking. Mm-hmm. Someone figured out how to fix it. Really? Yeah. So every single bricked Wii U, he's now asking people, send me your Wii U's. I can unbrick them now. <laughs> and how he's doing and same with Wii's. He figured out what NAND flash corrupted and he can replace that. He can have it dumped to recover all the data, put in a new NAND flash. That's cool. So, like, there's there's still, like, engineering going on. 
It's why I love this little thing so much. The FPGA. Yeah, you did get this thing. Yeah, this thing. This thing is sweet. This thing is so cool. This is basically a Game Boy. That also plays Game Gear, Turbo Graphics, uh, Neo Geo Pocket, Wonder the Swan. Is 4K. Yeah. This is a this is a 4K screen. Yeah. <laughs> It's great. It's fantastic. What game do you have with it? The original Super Mario Land? Yeah, Super oh. Mario Land. That game's a classic. I was playing Six Coins the other day, too. The best. So, like, I've been going back to, like, my physical GBA cards recently just mm -hmm. to replay them. I finished all of the Battle Network games. I'm waiting for the upcoming release where they're all in. I'm in the midst of replaying Network Transmission because I'm not going to get that game. Nope. I have this weird feeling Capcom's going to be like, hey, we released this. And then next year, here's Network Transmission. I'm like, I'm going to kill you, Capcom. I, I don't know why they don't touch that game. That Apparently game was... it didn't sell well. Did it? Apparently it didn't sell well and it's like... um, It was viewed as too hard. I had to dig through old reviews of it. I remember the too hard comments. It was too hard. I'm like, and looking back, I'm like, I don't think it was too hard. I think it was the first time anyone had a Mega Man difficult game in a long time. Yeah. That's why I love that game. It had that classic Mega Man 2 difficulty. And Mega Man 2 is a game that I can play like blindfolded. Now, yeah, I know. <laughs> now everyone knows how to play the game. Um, but back then, oh man, that game was hard. <laughs> Three was also hard for me. Three was very hard. Three is still hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> Same with the Zero Mission games. The Metroid? Or you no, about Zero. The Zero. Mega Man Zero games. Were, those games were like Dark Souls hard. Yeah, I but so, I love them. I love them. I love them all. Like that, that, I think because of that, I got into like Dark, Worlds, Dark Souls and played Dark Souls really well. I, to be quite honest with you, yeah. In all honesty, like when I think about it now, I, I think... It's like we we were like people look at these games. I don't really view Dark Souls as hard. Like, Dark Souls is definitely cheap. Yeah, that that's what it is. It's not cheap. It's an it's a design philosophy we don't see anymore. Quarter eaters. Yeah, that's what I've come to realize. They're not difficult games. They're games that make you waste your quarters. We don't see that anymore in this world. So that's because we don't really have arcade games. You really don't. But yeah. Hey, Virgo. Yo, Pac Virgo. My man is in the chat. But yeah. Doing the big things. Uh, is it PAX East this weekend? It was last weekend. Last weekend. Oh, yeah. How was PAX, my dude? It was good. From what I, I heard, it was, it was an okay PAX. It was an okay PAX, from what I heard. Uh, Everyone told me that this accent thing, it was like a lukewarm, and I'm, I'll talk about this now. I think E3 canceling is probably the best thing for them. Not because everyone pulled out. Because that's Repop's fault, in all honesty. Repop yeah. was probably charging too much. Um, the reality is, no one has anything to show. I'm, I'm sure people had things to show. Nothing was shown at PAX East. Oh, nothing PAX has East, to be shown at PAX East. PAX, PAX East, East is always is more about like the celebration of gaming. No, it was it always like, a showcase as well of new games. It was a games. very small showcase. It wasn't anything like as big as like E3 or Gamescom. True, but like you had like the games that are coming out like 
in the next three to five months normally. Pax was never that. I don't know. I don't know how. Two years ago, two years ago, it was like that. Before, like pre-COVID, I'm telling you this right now. The year 2020, we had. Oh my God! What, what's the name of that Dungeons and Dragons game that's coming? Uh, Baldur's Gate Three, huge booth, huge marketing push, everything. Okay, that's one game. No, but like I saw that for Deep Silver, I saw that for like THQ Nordic. Like they all had these big booths. This year, everyone had tiny booths. Yeah, because really one, there's just less in development right now. Exactly. Uh, the indie scene is booming, so like they probably won't have booths, but they're like they'll be chilling at like their table or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like. It, it's kind of crazy how, in my opinion, gaming's kind of in this weird lull that's in between. It feels like the lull before the N64. You know what I mean? Right. So what, what I think it is is that a lot of companies are still trying to figure out what this generation is supposed to be. Yeah, it's that. Yeah, no, yeah. And... You have some companies that are just like doing their thing, but they're not really focused on like the generation. So, for example, Microsoft full on diving into Games Pass, yeah. but it isn't really doing much with like the current generation. Uh, you look at something like PlayStation; they released a really expensive VR and are wondering That's doing why it's poorly. And wondering why it's not selling. Uh, here's a hint: it might be too expensive. Also. P- the VR fad is kind of like, it's not dead, but it's definitely it's like specifically it's, to PC. Yeah, the big mistake was not allowing. And nobody to wants PC. to spend like another six hundred dollars on a VR headset unless you're a PC when enthusiast. Just, when when they just spent six hundred dollars on your system that's only just recently become more available. Um, so you got. But even then, like my PlayStation, there aren't many games that like make me. Normally, I give a console like five games mm-hmm. that are like, yeah, this is the, these are the five reasons why I'm buying this. Right. I only have two so far for my PlayStation. It's God of War, Ratchet and Clank. I guess. I mean, I, because I, I don't count. I, I'm talking about first party yeah. genuinely because it's like, why do you buy a Sony console? It's not for the multi platforms or anything like that, really. You, you tend you want the first party stuff or the quality or the quality of life experience that it has with it. Yeah. I'm still angry that like to update, I still have to plug in my controller to update it. (laughs) Very minor thing. It's a very minor thing, but I'm sitting here like, how did Nintendo and Microsoft get this right? Microsoft, I understand getting it right. They had it right for the, uh, the previous generation. Yeah. No, I did find out something very interesting. Um, Bluetooth on the first generation PS4 controllers, Bluetooth had a faster input rate yep. than being wired. And I'm like, how did you mess that up? <laughs> this I is what che- happens when you cheap out. Uh, That's what happened? They cheaped out. Um, it's just interesting because like gaming is in this weird lull. And the market that's capitalizing on it is the indie market for sure. Oh, 100%. And you look at something that we've recently been streaming on uh, my portion of the days I'm up every Tuesday, yeah. every Tuesday and Sunday. Uh, this recent release that I've been playing called Chia, which is an open world exploration game 
that takes place on these two islands that are inspired by New Caledonia, which is a, a small island off the coast of Australia. It's basically like Australia's Hawaii in a way. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, basically one giant uh, nature reserve. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a fantastic foray into how open world games have evolved. And it, it took concepts that were in Elden Ring and it took concepts that were in Breath of the Wild and ran with them. This team of twelve just ran with it. And like you have a map and it's just a static map. Whatever you pinpoint on the compass, when you are exploring the open world, there's no like, oh the markers over here. The compass just shows you pinpointed the thing in this general direction. Go find it. Go find it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, that's how I felt about um, Dredge, which finally just came out. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot about that. I love the game because it's like, it's fishing with Eldritch Horror and Mystery. And I'm like, the way they present the story is great. Yeah, I definitely got to check that one out. Uh, it looks very... It's, the, it's basically the Wind Waker sailing around and looking for the, the Triforce pieces. Yeah. But they made that the main game mechanic. It doesn't feel... It doesn't feel as like... Chory. Yeah, it doesn't feel as Chory. What's also nice is the upgrade system and the inventory system is the Resident Evil 4 system. That's cool. So it's like you have a bunch of slots. And then you have to put certain things in certain slots. And then everything that's left there, congratulations, that's your inventory size. Nice. Uh, but the thing that I really like about Chia is, one, it's a very simple story of... That tries to explain to you the culture behind New yeah. Caledonia. Um, you're, you play as this young girl whose father gets kidnapped by the evil deity Mayavora, who's the god of the depths from their like mythology. That's cool. He's like a half human, half worm. That's cool. Thing. And uh, she, as you go on the adventure, she learns about the island and she brings these people together. And it's just such a sweet and endearing game that. As someone who always plays like a lot of like not the doom and gloom, but it's always like action shooter game. It felt really nice. The just bread to, and butter. Yeah, it felt really nice just to like sit back and have a game where all I did was just run around and explore and find treasure, and the treasures would unlock outfits and stuff. And I was like, it's so simple and so easy. Like it's just an easy reward system. Yeah, and it worked. And the game's not long. It's like twelve hours, uh, fifteen if you want to find everything. Um, and it's just such a simple, sweet, endearing game. And I had like crazy thoughts about it. Cause I'm like, why does this feel better than Breath of the Wild? That was my thing. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that it had an actual story. Yeah. Um, like not to rain on Breath of the Wild's parade or anything Elden Ring did, but Breath of like, the Wild and Elden Ring did something experimental where they put gameplay first, story in the background. Right. And these are normally games, Zelda particularly, puts story first always. So seeing that was kind of novel and new. Yeah. Which is fine. Um, but having a game, like, I kind of miss, I really hate to say this, I miss the story generally, like the heavy narrative first-person mm -hmm. shooter, the Halos. I miss the Halo and I miss the Crisis. I miss Gears of War. And Gears of War, like... <laughs> it's funny that I feel that. I'm like, yo, I really miss Gears of War. It, there's nothing wrong being a first-person shooter, but when you focus on the multiplayer so much that the actual story... I liked Halo Stories Inf Infinite's story. Mm -hmm. 
like people look at me like that's nuts how did you like this thing i'm like it's actually fun and interesting like the race against time how you're kind of like yeah. the last spartan things like that it's just like this is kind of really cool Speaking on the thing of open world games, before we continue with the rest of the games we've been playing, because yeah. there's quite a few, uh, we had the 10 minute, there was a 10 minute presentation of gameplay of Kingdom that had actual gameplay from the upcoming Zelda game. Uh, in these 10 minutes, it was just more about like, hey, the open world, here's how the world has changed. Now there's these islands in the sky. They showed you how you get to those islands. That's cool. Uh, and then the other thing with Traversal is you can now like, Fused together pieces of materials. It's basically like uh, the Banjo Kazooie nuts and bolts type thing where you make the vehicles. So I saw a comic about that because you could fuse and you could take things apart, right? Yes. So that might explain that Full Metal Alchemist comic of removing Nina from yeah. the doll. Yeah, okay. That's exactly what that joke's about. I'm like, um, huh. So like, it was all interesting, but as I was watching this gameplay, I, I got this sinking feeling. I was like, why does this feel like it's just going to be more of the same? And I understand the whole concept of if it's not broke, don't, don't fix, fix it, it, but improve but on it. Like, at least improve upon it. Like, can I get an actual story in Tears of the Kingdom? Well, there may actually be a story in I Kings of the Kingdom. I hope there is, because if there isn't, I'm going to be severely disappointed. And there may be actual dungeons, too. And I hate that their solution to weapon durability is they added a weapon fusing mechanic. So you can take like stick and rock and have a rock stick and it'll last a little bit longer. L listen, the weapon durability only at the beginning of the game really bothered me until I figured out that what's it called is basically indestructible. Um, hammers. Some hammers lasted a while, yeah. Hammers lasted a while, but you could throw them and, and they take less damage if you throw them. But they do more damage, which is even funnier to me. All I did was because, like, whenever you got the 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 magnesis and yeah. the actual bomb stuff, yeah, I was like, those are infinite. So I just used all that as I walloped everything. Oh, yeah, no, like, I also, um, in the original game, I found this out recently. Um, things don't break if Link is not using them. So you could use magnesium, hold a sword, and beat someone up with that sword. It won't break. If you use the magnesis? Yes. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's too funny. You um, just stasis lock them and then hit them a bunch of times. And then yeah. they'll go flying, too. But I watched this presentation, and normally I get very excited about Zelda games. And this one, I was just kind of like... Eh. Remember, remember, they said, they even admitted when this game was being first developed, that it was... All these ideas were for DLC to expand on the story and everything. Uh -huh. Everything that we're seeing were supposed to be content added. And they kind of realized, oh, we'll be doing DLC for like another five, ten years. They straight up said that. So they're like, let's just make another game. I'm glad they're making another game. I hope it, it it's good. You know, I don't want I think there will be more story now because it, from all the other trailers, it seems like there's cutscenes and stuff like that. Somewhat. So, you know, I just want it to be a good game. You know, I don't I don't know if I can see it being like game of the year worthy because so many indie games have stepped up. Uh, we and then we've had a lot of other surprise releases. It's a Zelda game. Yeah. 
And the other thing too is like there's so many other good releases that have really stepped up in terms of quality. Yeah. We had the Dead Space remake uh, in February. And then we recently in another game that we've I've played is the Resident Evil 4 remake. How is it? I never could imagine how you can make an already godlike game even Better. more godlike. So wait, wait, does it still ret- I only want to know, does it still retain the camp? So it has the camp. It's a bit matured, but it's still campy. Good. That's I just wanted action movie star Leon. Yeah. <laughs> action cop Leon. That's all have, I wanted. He is still action cop Leon. <laughs> yes. The best thing they did though was they matured Ashley's character. Oh, good. So she's not the whiny child. No, they they aged her up a bit and they have her fit more in line with the continuity of the story. Good. Um, my favorite thing about the game was the knife parry that they have. So no, not not only. Wait, can, can we still just knife everything in the ankles and continue? Uh, you probably could. Yay! Speedrun tactics still work. Yeah, but the, <laughs> what's really cool is like you can knife parry like every, almost every attack, like pitchfork knife parry, chainsaw attack. Knife parry. Oh, so yeah, so it it has that. It's like I am the cop, Leon. Yeah, I can do anything I want. Yep, Leon has plot armor. Good, it's great. Um, Does that mean we're gonna get a remake of Five? So if when you beat the game, yeah, this version of the game actually has a post-credit scene. Oh no, I don't want to spoil what happens in the post-credit scene. Fine, but it's very obvious that Resident Evil Five is probably gonna be the next one they remake. Which is a little unfortunate because even though I didn't like Code Veronica, I felt like you, you should remake Code Veronica. They should remake Code Veronica. They may still do it. Yeah. We got, no one expected. We got three. We got, yeah, exactly. No one expected three. Yeah. I think we're going to get a, probably a Code Veronica, like as the in-between game, as they're working on the remake of five. Because five needs a lot of work. I mean, yes, it does. <laughs> five and six need a lot of work. So it'd be interesting to see what they do to kind of bridge all these games and see how they remaster them or remake them or whatever they do. Because five is like four is like, okay, you're campy. This is fun. Five, you went off the rails. Wesker. (laughs) (laughs) So Resident Evil 4 remake. uh, Did you get the secret outfit? You shoot the lake a bunch of times? No, I didn't. Uh, Okay. I like that outfit. Um... (laughs) So it's a very good remake. Uh, I think it's up there with like the other good remakes of all time. <laughs> what are you buying? What are you buying? <laughs> uh, the merchant's awesome. You can't shoot the merchant this time. Aww. <laughs> uh, that's that was kind of bleh. Could you knife him? No, Aww. can't attack him at all. Um, oh, the quick time event's still there. They are. They're just they're redone so that they're not as like dumb, heavily and stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like, hey, we made it through the entire... We, the one quick time event I always fail when playing that game was you watch an entire cutscene and then it just has a random quick time event at the end and you don't realize it. <laughs> I'm like, why is this here? Uh, so you still have the, the quick time events when you're running away from boulders. Yeah. Leon, I, out, Leon, I outrun boulders Kennedy. Um, it's better than Chris, Chris Redfield. I, I punch boulders. Um, and I am rocket launcher. <laughs> like most people probably already know this. If you're not, spoiler warning. Uh, the Krauser fight's like redone a bit. So it's like an actual like fight with the knives. Ah, that's cool. And it's less quick time heavy, except for like the big like 
cool action. The, the cool movie action that he does. Stuff. That's fine. But most of the time, it's like, you got to run. And then like, you know what I would like to see <laughs> remastered from Capcom? The first two Lost Planet games. I think Capcom has tried to forget that those games exist. Even though they include the character in every, like, crossover game? Probably. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Resident Evil uh, 4 Remake, really good. Uh, the physical version of Warhammer 40k Shooters Blood and Teeth came out. Fantastic game. Like, So here's the thing. I am a big fan of Warhammer 40k. And the one thing that always stopped me from really going crazy with collecting a lot of the stuff... Because it's expensive? ...is that it's really <laughs> expensive, and I never really had the money to collect like a lot of those little miniatures and stuff. So when Todd McFarlane decided to come out with Warhammer 40k figures, I bought them all because those were affordable. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? I really miss playing some of the Warhammer 40k games. I said, I want to get back into them. So I picked up Necromunda, which came out like on PS5. Yeah. And uh, that was a fun game. It was yeah. 20 bucks. I was like, you know what? For 20 bucks, I felt like I got my 20 bucks worth. Yeah. It wasn't the greatest first-person shooter ever made. And, and that's something, like, I think that reviews make this mistake now a lot. No one really... What's the word I'm looking for? No one takes price into a lot of these reviews, I feel like. I think so, too, because, like, there are times where, like, I spent $60 on a game and I felt like I got ripped off. And then sometimes I'll wait on a title and it'll be on sale for, like, $20, $25, $30. And I'll buy it. And I'm like, this was amazing. And sometimes I wish that I spent full price on it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is an insane thought. That I have sometimes. No, like, like, I, I, I made the argument. Like, I finally got the playthrough because I borrowed it from someone. We're spoken. And I'm like, yeah, this is a forty dollar game. Oh, uh, no. Nah. Thirty dollar game. We're spoken is like bottom of the barrel for me. That's uh, fine for I, you, but I'm saying like <laughs> I'm thinking of like, yeah, if it didn't have the Square Enix tax on it. Yeah, I, I, I think it probably would have done better if it didn't. But like the game itself would missed a eh. lot of the things. <sighs> I mean, it's getting um, a DLC. So I played through Necromunda. I was like, okay, what else do we have? And I looked at games that were coming out that were in the Warhammer 40k universe. And I saw that they had this side-scroller uh, shooter's Blood and Teeth, which is basically their version of Metal Slug. Yeah. And I found it new for $20, so I picked it up, and I played it, and it's amazing. Yeah. And then when I Googled upcoming Warhammer 40k games, they have a game called Bolt Gun. Mm -hmm. Which looks like a Doom, and I'm talking old school, 1990s yeah. Doom. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it's um it's using the same engine that um oh my god I always forget the name um something inter blood something interactive they do like all the uh they do the really cool like old school shooter style okay. games in newer engines mm -hmm. so they have the one that's like it has the um they have this one called uh it's like you're a robot but it's all gunplay. But you have the same score as Devil May Cry. Like you have C, B, A, S, double S, triple S. That's cool. With just gunplay mechanics. And it's just like, oh, this is actually fun. <laughs> but seeing that, I, yeah. I, yeah. So I saw this bolt gun. I'm excited to see bolt gun. Uh, I want more good Warhammer 40k games. And I'm also, I just can't wait for Space Marine 2. That game needs to be in my life right now. Um I just feel glad that I'm finally like embracing my Warhammer 40k. Yeah, I, I, I like nice Vermintide. Vermintide 2 is just that game that like I'll play with a group of friends, just scratch yeah. that like co-op itch. It's fun. 
Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, speaking of uh, their, what, they also have like a Diablo inspired game. Yeah, uh, I think that was um, Inquisitor. Was yeah, it? Inquisitor. Yeah. Okay. So that one was pretty cool. I didn't like that one too much though. Um, well, speaking of Diablo, did you get to play the Diablo Four beta? No. Oh. Only so, reason because, to be quite honest with you, while I like Diablo One and Two. Three felt like a chore for me. And I kind of realized I kind of prefer Torchlight right now. <laughs> so I played the Diablo 4 beta. Um, I mean, how many more times can you kill the devil? Oh, no, there's a new devil now. There's always a new devil. But it's, yeah. it's basically the same devil. No, she's different. <laughs> she's the one who created Sanctuary, okay? I know. Yeah, <laughs> she's different. Different, <laughs> different, but still the devil. Yeah, it's like how many more times can I kill the? De- how many more times must I go down into hell and kill the devil? As many as it takes to keep. Selling. How many more people are gonna sleep with the devil? You know what I mean by that. I know. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the Diablo Four beta, very solid. It worked. It's fun to play. It's a great turn your brain off and kill stuff game as Diablo. And here had- comes the butt. Uh, I don't know if it's butts, it's just personal preference things. I don't like that it's a live service, because this one is going to follow the live service path. You got a season pass, and then you need to be always online. They did that for Warcraft 3, the remaster. Yeah. How many people do you think still play Warcraft 3, the remaster? I don't know. Almost no one. They all went back to the original Warcraft 3. Yeah. I mean, this is the Diablo community, though. Like These people were like rallied against Diablo Immortal. And that game still made money. That game made money because the game released in China. The highest amount of money that came from that game was from China. Their Asian markets. Okay. They no longer have that access. <laughs> so wouldn't you think the same thing is going to happen with Diablo 4? Maybe. I don't know. So yeah, the whole thing that it's a live service thing. And then the other thing too is like, I just, I am so tired of Activision Blizzard that unless it was free, I don't want to play it. Yeah, that's fair. So like, I don't want to spend $60 on this game knowing that I you have don't to then buy a season pass. Oh, well, okay. I was going to say you could spend $500 for, for an Xbox Series X and it comes with it. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to spend $500 on any physical Xbox system. It's going to be the one that can't, the Gears of War 5 one that looks like it's encased in ice. I'll buy that one before I bought, like... I'll be quite honest with you. If there is a Gears of War one that they do, I really hope that it, like, lights up as well. Yo, if they do a Gears <laughs> Xbox One, sold 100%. An Xbox Series X? Yeah. They'll do it. Yeah. I mean, did you saw you saw the Halo one. The Halo one was really nice. I still want that one. Yeah. I can't find it anywhere. No one can, actually. It's, like, so hard to find. There's actually been a few um, custom ones that I've seen. And I'm like, oh, everyone kind of saw what I saw. This is a, a standard-sized box that you could just, you know, knock out easily. Yep. Any custom model. It very much is. Um, and then the other thing for Diablo 4, like I said, it's just the fact that it's an Activision Blizzard game, and I'm not real, they're not in the greatest of lights in my eyes I, especially with all the recent controversies once again being thrown into the loop of uh the acquisition uh, i will say this though they 
they slapped the hell out of the CEO of Sony. Oh, for sure. I loved favorite, his comment back. My favorite like, thing that, uh, was it Phil said it? Or was it the No, it was Kotick who said it. Oh, yeah, so Kotick was like, uh, ten, 10 years is more than enough time for Sony to make their own Call of Duty. Exactly. I sat there and was like, and I was you like, oh, did hell freeze over? <laughs> I just agreed with Bobby Kotick. No, what, what's crazy about it is that it's like, they had their own Call of Duty. They killed it. Yeah, it was called Killzone. Exactly. And they did exactly that. They killed the zone. Actually, no, they make a really go work on an open world game instead. They also made Mag. But that was the SOCOM team. They had some. They have their own Call of Duty that's Zipper, actually Zipper better. Zipper Interactive is no longer around, unfortunately. I know. Um, but, like, I know that it was, like, a very shady comment to throw at Sony. Because, like, all you guys do is make Call of Duty. Um, but it's true. Like It so is Sony, true. What, it is true. Like, what has oh, Sony devved? That, like, Sony as a developer can make so many games that rival anything that has that Activision and Blizzard can put uh, out. Blizzard can put out. They just don't. They just don't. They're too busy trying to freaking sell you $500 plus VR headsets. It's absolutely insane because I'm sitting here. I'm just like, good. It, it's weird that it came from Kotick, but it came after uh, the head of Sony. And said, oh, I don't care about any of the deals or anything like that. We know that it won't affect our bottom line because it'd be dumb for Microsoft to, to section us off. Right. But we just don't want the acquisition to go through. Like he said that to a reporter. And everyone was just like, why would you admit that? Because executives be stupid sometimes. And then England kind of took that and said, oh, well, Sony just admitted that it's not going to affect their bottom line approved. <laughs> like, he just shot himself in the foot. Yeah. He should have never opened his mouth. He really shouldn't have. Uh, I just don't understand, like, why Sony's going so hard for it. Like, it is just Call of Duty. Like, no one really cares outside of Call of Duty fans. <sighs> I can tell you why. I, I can be quite honest. Let, let's think about Sony's position right now. We, we just said it. Outside of what Naughty Dog is putting out in the God of War devs, what does Sony really have? Sony has Naughty Dog. Sony has Santa Monica Studios. Sony yeah. has Insomniac. It's working on Spider-Man and Wolverine right now. That's fine. And they also ha they have like a lot of the other smaller studios. But, that but I'm saying like those are also things that they have to share profit with. To, yeah. If you think about it, like what Insomniac. Well, let's be honest. Would you want another Infamous game? Not really. I feel like that series has has run its course. Has run its course. Okay, fine. But like Sony needs another first party that can go. Like remember the the mascot for the PlayStation One was who. PS1, I don't really feel like it had a mascot. It was Crash. It was Crash. Crash. He was like the PS. unintentional mascot. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's what I mean. But like for the PS2, the mascot was essentially Jack and Daxter or God of War. Right. PS3 was Metal Gear Solid. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna front. It was Metal Gear Solid. Four was. La they came out with everything Nathan Drake had, and Last of Us. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, all right, for the five, you, you started off strong, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. You came out with good games. Ratchet and Clank was great. You had Elden Ring, technically. And God of War is great. And you had Horizon. Which and you had Horizon, which was all right. But that's already kind of niche because they've made the mistake of releasing it at the wrong time. Again. Two times in a row. Yeah. 
I think. But it's like you're not. But there's such large gaps between that. I think what's also hurting slowly is like they've been dead set on like every company making this third person either open world or pseudo open world. Yeah, exactly. And like some of us are just tired of that. Like the Days Gone guys went from Siphon Filter to Days Gone, Sony Ben, and it didn't do too hot initially. When the game went on PC, it sold way oh, better. Oh, everyone loved it. And everyone loved it. So we know that sometimes it's just a timing issue, but like yeah. you shouldn't force every studio to do but this no, whole like Sony's third known, person action remember, adventure thing. But remember, you know? remember their ad campaign idea. Sony's known as the playable movie. Well, the playable TV. And it's time to put it, that it's away. It's time to put that away. And go back to your roots. And make awesome stuff. Which and is why I love that they're fun games. Which is why I love that they're embracing a lot of like the indie stuff. Yeah. Hey Yoshida, who just won a BAFTA, by the way. I know. Work, uh, he's gotten such praise for pushing a lot of the independent games that have come out. Just like Chia, which was yeah. uh, released exclusively on the PlayStation Plus Extra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's this other game called uh, The Crown of Wu. Now, this game looks like a very indie game. The animations are kind of rough or whatever. But, like, the idea behind it... Plays well. Uh, it looks it plays pretty decently. I like the idea behind it. I think it's a wonderful indie game. It, see, um, it's interesting you're saying that. Remember there was an... art. We had this discussion before. Where Nintendo did the PS2 thing accidentally. Where the second tier and third tier games that Sony kind of sh- has kind of pushed away from mm-hmm. in Japan. It was, it was a whole discussion about this, how it's like, oh, we don't want the quote-unquote shovelware games anymore. Mm-hmm. But I'm sitting here, I'm like, yeah, shovelware games do pad your library, but sometimes a lot of those games are diamonds in the rough. They really are. And it's like, okay, yeah, a lot of them are kind of dumb. Like, yeah, there's a lot of AV games on the Switch. Right. But I don't care. They're there. Who cares? There's an audience for them. You can't... You. The, Sony's doing the thing that Nintendo worked so hard to stop. I know. Where gaming was situated for a specific type of person. Mm-hmm. Nintendo said, no, everyone can game. It just depends on what you want to play. Yeah. Now, Sony's like, we want to only go for the hardest of hardcore. Yeah. And, and it's like, you that's can't. That's why, if you look at a lot of, like, not just their first party studios, but who they get for, like, exclusivity, yeah. it's always like a high profile franchise. Like, Final Fantasy 16 is only on the PlayStation 5, Street Fighter 6. It's only on the PlayStation Five. No, it's coming to Xbox. It's coming to Xbox. Yeah, that one's mo- that Capcom said we're not we're not just doing it on. Okay. It's coming to PC and Xbox, I think. Okay. I heard it was just PlayStation. I think the beta for console was only PlayStation. I have to double check actually. Let me check. I don't know. I have something in my head is telling me Street Fighter Six is PlayStation Five exclusive. Could be wrong, but. It is something that Sony's... Because, no, I know that it's coming to PC. I know that It is much. something that Sony's pushing very heavily. Or, like... It's no, it's coming to everything. Okay. So, not Street Fighter 6. But we know Final Fantasy 16 is PlayStation yeah. 5. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. PlayStation 5 and PC. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's the thing Sony's going for, because they know that that's the stuff that's going to sell. Like, yeah, but... But, like, take a chance with some of these other developers. Exactly. There's no I'll reason... be quite honest with you. I'll be quite honest with you. It makes me laugh that Microsoft took a chance with Biomutant, in all honesty. Mm-hmm. And it's like, everyone forgets about this game, but I keep going back to it because I want to see what that dev team does. I want to see their next game with an actual director. Mm-hmm. 
because what they had there was a good starting game. <laughs> was a good foundation. Yeah, I want to see what else you come out with. For sure. <laughs> um, I mean, Street Fighter 6 is just going to be huge anyway. Yeah. So, like, but you know what else is going to be huge? The king returning? The king returning. Yeah. The king that is Counter-Strike 2. Valve. Valve saying like, hey. Hey. Hey, everyone. Everyone's talking about Valorant. That's cool. I always say this. Nintendo and Valve. Like, there are very few publishers and developers who can, like, let a genre go on their own and then wake up like a sleepy giant, drop it, and be like, this is how it's done. Yeah. Example, Metroidvania. <laughs> Metroid, uh, Dread. Metroid Dread. It's like here's Perfect. how you do. Here's how you do horror. Yeah. Here's <laughs> like, how you do your own. Here's how we do the genre we started. <laughs> <laughs> and then you now have Valve's like, hi, yeah, it's Counter Strike Two, and everyone's like, what do you mean two? What, what was CS:GO? One point nine. CS:GO was one point nine. <laughs> um, so Counter Strike Two. Uh, you got to. I got to a, play a little bit because I'm a little special because I've done a lot of the, I've done a lot of beta testing already. Right. So I got to see some stuff. I got to play some stuff. I can comment on some of it. Can't comment on all of it. But here's what I'll tell you: It's using the full Source Two engine, right? Which is glorious. So if you've played Half Life Alex, and you remember like all the physics in that, and you remember all the sound design mm -hmm. that went into that, all that's carrying over. The guns feel like they actually fire like, like the actual guns. Yeah. Like so it, the spreads are great. The we can tell you that they repurposed the physics engine too. Yeah. So when you play this game, everything feels like it has weight. Yep. Uh, the dust particles. That's what I really like. So, great. so my biggest complaint about Valorant is there's a, I guess a flash grenade. It basically just turns your screen green if you're looking at it, and I always hated that because I'm just like, cool, I'm blind. It's like, that's not how smoke or flash kind of works. Because in real life, like, the smoke should dissipate a bit and then replenish itself. In CS, the smoke dissipates if you shoot through it. So you could see what you're shooting, but then it will instantly, it will kind of come back and re cloud. Yeah. I just love the way it swirls. Oh, yeah. Swirls, they sat there and like, like watch smoke. What was the biggest kicker for me is when you shoot through cardboard. Yeah. Well, not like the, the box, the wooden box yeah. and stuff like that. You see the actual like fiery embers that the bullet makes. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, "No one's done this." <laughs> no, we haven't had that. We haven't had that since I would say pro the destructibility in this game and like the piercing and everything. Yeah, I have not seen since Bad Company Two. It's been a while since a game has actually like full out said, "Yo, here you go. Here's how bullets work." <laughs> and what's fun is. The maps all look great, like, like the redone the maps. maps. They're all redone. Yeah, um, and then they said, oh, we're doing new maps as well, mm -hmm. which will be fun. I'm like, that's great. But it's not, and then the skins are no longer just limited to just guns. Nope. The characters now have skins and stuff like that, which is going to be fun. It will be great if you, like, you want to support your team. You can have a full kitted, like Cloud9 kit, Evil right. Genius kit, Fnatic kit. The tick on the server, it's the, they're doing the highest tick possible, but with the with in-between tick reaction, I'm like, oh. They really sat there, it's like, this is, it's like, listen, Counter-Strike is the king of all FPSs, and it's time for the king to reclaim its throne, even though everyone tells us CS is a dead game. It's a dead game. I'm like, how is it dead? 
<laughs> I feel Counter Strike Two is going to be one of those games that helps revitalize the esport the esports. Oh, it will one hundred percent. And, and that's, especially with the fighting games we're getting this year, yeah. Street Fighter Six is coming out. Tekken I 7. really think Tekken Eight is going to drop. I'm year. calling Tekken Eight a fall holiday release. I feel like Tekken Eight is going to be at Evo. They're going to do like a trailer or something, you know, and it will have the release date. Yeah. I feel like we're getting Tekken 8 this year. Yeah, I really feel like that we're getting Tekken 8 this watch, year. Watch Tekken be a we have project, exclusive. We have uh, Project L coming out also. Yeah. We have Grand Blue, uh, the new Grand Blue fighting game, which is well, going to be Speaking of fighting games, did you see what happened to Multiverses? Oh, the greatest, the greatest scumbag move of all time. Right? So for those of you who don't know, uh, Multiverses was in an open beta no, 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 the game was out. It started dying recently because the devs just didn't have time to fix every single problem. So you want to know what they decided to do? Unpublish the game. Yep. And say, oh, this is an open beta. So it's like, so all the money I spent was for what? I'm pretty sure that's going to be a lawsuit. I hope it is going to be a lawsuit because that is some really scumbag stuff. <laughs> I can't believe a company will wholeheartedly do that. But then again, this is WB Games, so. Who owns them again? That who owns WB? Yeah. Uh, that's a Time Warner. Oh, that explains so much. <laughs> that explains so much. Hey! <laughs> I can't even, can I even say this? Time Warner. Hey, we all know that you guys have cable boxes. We're going to release a signal that will blow up your cable boxes. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to force everyone to digital and kill free TV. So, yeah, the, the devs have taken Multiverses, unpublished it, <laughs> and said it's not going to come back out until 2024. There's only one game that has actually went, that released it that went back to beta that I know of that did it correctly. And that was okay. Dota 2. The reason why I say that is because from Dota 2's initial thing and then when 7.0 hit, they actually changed the game into Source 2's engine. Mm -hmm. And then they, they just said, hey, we know we released the game, but because this patch was so big and changed everything, we're calling it a beta again. Please don't get mad at us. And they're like, okay, that's fine. Like the community was, makes a joke now. It's like, yeah, the game's been a beta for like 13 years. That's terrible. But it's it makes sense for a game like Dota 2 because they never took they didn't take anything away. Mm -hmm. All they said is like, listen, we don't want to call this a published. We don't want to call this a, like a released game, right? Because we make changes so often, it makes sense. So that's what happens with live service games. I hate that term. I, I just here's here's what I've come to realize. Destiny did a lot of things right, but the wrong thing that it did was call itself a live service game. Well, it never called itself a live service True. game. True. That was the Activision Blizzard thing. No, wasn't that more like the media calling it that? Because they didn't want to call it an yeah. MMO. What's well, an MMO light? It's an MMO light. What I would call it is, is what MapleStory is, which is an MMO light. Like, it's an online game. That's all it is. Kind of like Planet Side 2 is not an MMO, not a live service game either. For me, live service is you pay something and you get something in return. Mm -hmm. that, that's really what it is because it's a service you're paying for continuously. 
Well, you're paying for the service of having your game be alive. <laughs> yeah, that's an MMO. Exactly. <laughs> it's 14, World of Warcraft. I'm kind of happy that like we're getting back the MMO genre. Wayfinder coming up. Wayf- oh, I can't wait for that. I can't wait for that one. And speaking of, I, I know we, we, we spoke about this during the Jeff Keighley special. Which has finally killed E3. Jeff kind Keighley. of. Kind of. Jeff Keighley wins. Um, victory. But we saw a lot of RTSs coming out of that. Yeah. So I have a feeling Microsoft is going to kick Activision, Activision mostly, look at Blizzard and be like, we want a StarCraft. And they're going to look at them because like, why? Microsoft now owns MLG. If, they, if the acquisition goes through, they own all the rights to MLG. They have Halo, Call of Duty. They're just bringing back MLG. Yep. Like, I'm not going to lie. They have Halo and Call of Duty. The next thing we're going to get is StarCraft. We might as well, Microsoft might as well go look at DreamHack and be like, we're buying you next. <laughs> and just be like, here you go. How gaming was intended to be. Right. <laughs> With all the energy drinks and people not showering for days on end in a dimly lit, in a dimly lit convention center. E3 is officially canceled. Yeah. Both physical I, and digital. Yeah, events. I'll be quite honest with you. Now, was was Jeff Keighley separate from that? His yes, he, he was separate. Was yes, separate was separate that. from that. Pretty sure now he's going to get all these phone calls. Okay, can you put a game on your thing? Yeah, here's the thing. I, I fully blame Reed Pop for that. Uh, I don't blame of- the ESA because the ESA let Reed Pop design yeah. and do everything. I fully blame Reed Pop because Reed Pop doesn't know how to actually run a gaming convention. I think there's a lot of PAX is really run here. by Penny Arcade. They just use Reed Pop as the convention ops. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at how they run Comic Con. Yeah. Look at how they run Emerald City Comic Con. Well, I, I don't think it's not just the Reed Pop thing, but I also think it's the fact that, like, the show has lost its purpose, so to speak. Yeah. You have he, things like. Jeff Keighley's Summer Games Fest, yeah, or all the publishers doing their own thing. thing but also now. remember, it was run by the ESA, yeah, which is a lobbying group. Mm-hmm. The last time E3 was at its best was when we all had a common united villain, Jack Thompson. Right? Think about that. Think about the years when Jack Thompson was united, when gaming culture was a thing. When Reggie first appeared. Hi, my name is Reggie Philzame. We're in t- about kicking ass and taking names, and we're about making games. Yep. Like, we don't, ha- we don't have the Attitude Era anymore. No, we lost that era. We lost that era because we defeated our villain. And I hate to say this, every cultural movement kind of needs a villain. Music's going through it again, thankfully. Yeah. I think video gaming does have its villain right now. Yeah, it's villains are, are the publishers now. Yep. The greedy publishers. <laughs> but gamers are too dumb to realize that. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I enjoyed... What's it, uh, what's it called? Um, oh, what's that publisher? Uh, Revolver Digital. Revolver Digital. They, they basically say, hey, we're not a greedy publisher. You have a really bad game, we'll still publish it for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Ape Escape, not the Ape Escape, the Gorilla game was so much fun. 
The top down one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, like, it was fun. It was just like where I was welcome really fast. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of games that they release that are just one one and done, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's like the the GBA or like they were cell phone. Like, there's so many cell phone games. Like, I hate many. this. No, 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 no. Like, when you think of cell phone games now, they all need to be online. I, I was really complaining about this because I was I'm now commuting more often on the train. Like, I have no cell phone game that requires an offline connection. They all require online now. What the heck? But yeah. But I'm looking forward to Counter-Strike 2. I am too. This is Which means we're probably gonna get Half-Life 3. Eventually. I, I genuinely believe or 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 they finally can count the three. Or before we get Half-Life 3, because it runs on the same engine and the same back end, backbone, we're gonna get TF3. <laughs> team, I, I would kill for a legitimate team for they'll just be like, here's Team Fortress 3. Like everyone that that would kickstart the the esports scene again, the hero shooter esports scene, because it's fun. There's no meta. The meta is how many engineers can you get out there to annoy someone. That's the meta. <laughs> how many demo men? Terrible. Twelve v twelve. Twenty four people. Have fun. Okay. Terrible. Anyway, give me uh, tribes ascend. Give me another tribes game. Cowards. Anyways, y'all, that's going to probably do it for our show today. A lot of video game news that we tried to bum rush within this hour. Um, plus a lot of stuff we've been playing. We appreciate you sticking around. Um, there is more content coming up next. We have uh, Joel and Cam coming together for some, I think, Monster Party is the name of the game they'll be playing today. So stick around after the podcast goes off the air uh, for the chat information then. Uh, y'all can check out all the various social medias and things in our links. But in the meantime, as always, until next time, you've been decoded.